Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. I am an avid Venmo and Cash App user. I'm just going to own that. I hate carrying checks. Didn't know that. These have been amazing apps for me. <laughs> so I'm just going to own that. They've made it easy for people like me to pay people as needed. Um, and using these apps can be incredibly convenient. But do you often leave money in them instead of cashing out? I know tons of people who do this. Mm-hmm. So if you get paid, you just leave it there. I for, just forget about it. That's that's what we're talking about today. If you do that, you're not alone. But we're going to give you three reasons to avoid leaving cash inside those apps based on the trends we're seeing. I'm also going to caution you about something else from personal experience before we even get in there. You know, I love to embarrass myself by talking about things that I do that are stupid. So (laughs) I'm just going to share and hope that you can learn from me. So with Venmo specifically, um, I'm sure they do it in Cash App too, but when you're paying someone new that you haven't paid before, it will prompt you to put in the last four digits of their phone number to confirm it's the right person, Mm -hmm. right? Well, my daughter Elena had been taking, uh, was starting to take volleyball lessons from a coach in Conway. And um, I made the first payment and I thought, oh, it's fine. I've never met the coach, so I didn't know what she looked like. Um, I just, the name was unique. So I thought, oh, we're good. Um, five, six payments later, over a hundred dollars worth of payments, the coach reaches out and says, Hey, I just checked my records and I haven't received any payments. Oh no. Uh, so I reached out to the person I was paying and said, Hey, apparently, uh, you are not my daughter's <laughs> volleyball coach. And, uh, any chance you could repay that? Cause I've now got to pay her volleyball coach radio silence. They blocked me. Oof. So... I say that to say Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all of those things, they can be great tools, but make sure you use the features the way they yeah. are intended to protect you. They thought you were <laughs> just being a little Samaritan. So after that message I sent, I found a message where I, like that week, where they had said, hey, I don't think you mean to be sending me money. And all I could think when I figured it out was, why didn't you return it? Because you can reject it. You can mm. say, no, this isn't me, or return it to the person. Yeah. They didn't. So those lessons were very expensive, and I learned a <laughs> bonus lesson. You know, So we'll start with that. I'm just going to you know, own yeah. it. But what we're really talking about today is this trend that we see with people leaving money inside of the apps, mm-hmm. which is easy to do because someone sends you it, you get a little notification on your phone or an email, and then you move on with your life. Yeah. But there are some things to be aware of when it comes to these apps to make sure your money is protected and that your budget, your spending plan, all of that is protected too. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we're going to talk about is that these apps are not insured. Right. So when you put money yes. at the bank, there's insurance. And let's talk about that first so people understand what that is. Yeah. So basically, it's an insurance on the deposits that you've made, right? So with bank accounts, you are typically insured up to $250,000 worth of deposits, right? So if you, uh, you know, let's say you bank at uh, bank A, ABC, right? Then the deposits that you have in there are insured up to 250000 So if you've got more than that, then whatever the excess is, is not covered. So if there's a bank run, you know, there's what's called FDIC insurance, and that will cover you for the first two fifty, and you're on your own for the rest. Now, this is why uh, people that are pretty you know, wealthy and have a lot in deposits will, t- uh, most, for the most part, diversify w- you know, where all they keep their funds mm-hmm. because they'll typically only keep about 250 at 
you know, each bank. Any given bank. And this covers if the bank fails. So if the bank were to just fall apart, Mm -hmm. there's insurance to protect the the money you have on deposit there. Well, if your app fails, if the company that provides it fails, or there's a hack of some sort, your funds could be lost completely. So think about that, where if you're leaving hundreds of dollars, because I know mm-hmm. people that do that, they'll have their paycheck deposited to Venmo or really? Cash App, and they have a debit card See, through I haven't, I haven't Cash seen that App. Yet. Yes, I have, okay. I have family members that do that. So it's not a bank account. So having direct deposit going in there, leaving funds inside there, mm-hmm. the higher the amount, the bigger the risk. So understand that it's not insured if something happens to that company or somebody hacks your account, it may not be recoverable. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it, it, I see how people would possibly want to use, you know, that account as you know, their bank account or whatever, because you can make payments directly from there to anyone, right? I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, possibly doing a yard sale at some point and, you know, with, uh, with Venmo or with Cash App or, you know, whichever one of these services, it just makes it really easy for people to pay you, right? Mm-hmm. Directly just from their phone. So I was thinking about that. I've never done it, but you know, it's, it's a good thought. Um, oh, and I've done that with Marketplace. So if I sell okay. something on Facebook, I require payment through Venmo or Cash App mm-hmm. prior to putting the item on hold. So mm-hmm. it is good, good for that, but yeah. I'm the type of person that anytime someone pays me, I immediately cash it out yeah. because I want to make sure those funds aren't in there. And because you can even get a tangible card to use, Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of enticing. Yeah, I mean, it just makes it easier, right? So if mm-hmm. you can, you know, put your deposit in there, make lots of, you know, very convenient payments to people uh, and for goods or services, and you can even have a card, right? So you can use it just like a bank account. The the biggest risk too is fraud. So the process of proving fraud is much more cumbersome and difficult. Mm-hmm. So I actually tried to report this person saying, "Hey, they accepted payments from me." knowing because I found that that message, they knew that it wasn't for them. Is there any way I can get a refund? And I was basically told sucks to be you. Yeah. For for lack of a better way to put well, it. Well, and and I think probably the reason for that is because typically whenever you do send money to a new sender, they are like, hey, make sure <laughs> this is the yeah, right person. It was purely my fault. <laughs> but if someone hacks your account, changes your info, and starts pulling money, mm-hmm. then you're really in a, a pickle because they have your banking information attached to those apps. Yeah. So you are exposed, and it's not that hard to hack. They just need, and often uh, they can use your passcode off your phone to get into the app. Mm-hmm. So be very cautious about that. Yeah. Also, with these types of apps, there's no interest paid. So if you're keeping money in there, then you're missing out on possibly free money. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying interest rates are amazing right now, yeah. but if all you have is a checking account, yeah. You're not but really it's better than you know nothing. Much. You know, if you get a money market account, you can get a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest thing here, it's not insured. It is not a bank account. So please do not treat it like one. Yeah. Yeah, the next thing is that it's not just extra money, right? Because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> when talking about this, I it's funny. I definitely see that kind of thing uh, happening with me because from time to time, I'll go in my Venmo because I'll need to Venmo somebody or just to make sure that I get received payment from somebody. And I'll see, oh, I've got like $80 in here. <laughs> All right. It's like, like you said, it's like a little, it's like I just got a gift or something. It is not the $20 you found in a jacket or a pair of jeans. Yes. Usually when someone's paying you on there, it is for something you budgeted. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you treat it like that. You get it back out, put it in the bank. Often it's people paying you back for something. So like you go out to lunch, one of you covers the bill, the other one sends you their, their portion of it. Yeah. That was still out of your budget. So you need to make sure you're treating it like that. Yeah. Um, 
and, and when your money is spread all over the place between several apps, then it can get really ugly. Like I've got Apple yep. Pay, I've got Venmo, I've got Cash App. I finally have stepped away from PayPal. Oh my gosh, there are yeah. so many out there and you could end up with 20, 40 bucks in each mm-hmm. and you could have paid a bill out of that. Yeah, and by the time that you realize that you've got that money in there, you already forgot what it was budgeted for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happens with me anyway. Yes, and so if you can get into the habit of if someone pays you going ahead and cashing it out, then you can make sure that you're accounting for it properly in your spending plan and that you're not overspending later by spending, you know, what you thought was extra money, but really it was part of the budget. So how do you keep track of it? That's the problem. It's (laughs) it's too spread out. It's like if you had multiple credit cards, you know, it it can be very spread out. So we've Mm -hmm. talked about it not being insured. We've talked about it not being extra money. But if you think about trying to keep up with a balance, on separate apps, it's no different than having 10 different credit cards. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a pretty good metaphor. It's really easy to misplace a bill and get a late charge, not because you didn't have the money to pay it, but because you didn't remember it. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. You know, that Apple Cash is only good if it's in your bank account, yeah. <laughs> bottom line. Right, yeah, or whichever account you're using to mm-hmm. pay bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also trying to manage your spending plan when your money is spread out to a bunch of places. And I'm the same way about banks in general. Like I am absolutely agreeing with people when it comes to like your emergency savings, keeping that at a separate bank. So there's kind of a layer of um, complexity to getting your money, your money to your other account. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you have multiple checking accounts and you're trying to keep up with a spending plan, that can get really complicated. And that's, what people do here, they'll mm-hmm. spread out their money among so many different apps, especially if they're having direct deposit going into them. Mm-hmm. It can create a lot of chaos tracking your spending. And I mean, like you said, the whenever I first learned about these kinds of you know tools, these apps uh, was back when I lived in Dallas and Venmo had just come out and mm-hmm. I just keep kept hearing, you know, we would go out to lunch and big groups and people would just say, oh, just Venmo me. Just, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> You know, it was already a verb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was a little late to the game, I'll be honest. I've only started using them in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And we talked about keeping up with your spending over several, but when you think about keeping up with how much money you have, mm-hmm. which is important to know. I mean, I'm not saying that I know day-to-day exactly how much is in my bank accounts, but I, I do keep a running tally of where we're at in general. Mm-hmm. And if I have that spread out over a bunch of different places – I'm at more risk of forgetting something and not counting it. So if I do have a need that comes up and trying to decide where I'm going to pay for that need out of can be very complicated too if you have these spread out over several apps. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in case of emergency, instead of, I guess, looking for change through, you know, your seat cushions or whatever, (laughs) maybe you just need to check your apps. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's your homework for today. Get on your phone, check all of your apps, and please do us a favor, go ahead and start you know, sending that to your bank account. Because if you do it now, you're not having to pay the extra because, you know, that's where they get you is they, they mm-hmm. let people pay you. And then if you need it in your bank account quickly, you have to pay for it. That's right. So that's one of the ways that they make their money is people mm-hmm. using them and then going, oh, I've got to hustle and get this in my bank account. If you can do it as you receive the payments, mm-hmm. then you're not in as big of a hurry because it takes one to three business days usually to get it in there from the app if you use the free option. Right. Um, so all of them have different fees and there can be layers of fees depending on how you're using it. So it's, it's important for you to understand that. 
But the best way to avoid those is simply to immediately shift those funds to your bank every time you get paid by somebody. You won't forget where it's at. You won't lose track of where your money is, which, you know, if maybe you've got enough, you can do that. I don't. Um, you know, maybe you, you're so affluent that you don't have to worry about all, where all your money is, but I certainly am not. Um, and, and you'll have it protected because, again, your bank provides some FDIC insurance, whereas these apps do not. And something else that I was just thinking about because we were talking about FDIC insurance, you know, I've, um, we've talked to clients about, you know, the type of insurance that, that we have on the deposits and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we have something that's similar to that. It's uh, SIPC insurance. Correct. Right. And so... Uh, how how exactly does that work for our accounts? It's very similar to the FDIC insurance. It has the same limit of $250,000. It's, it's per registration, which is something people don't know about FDIC as well. So if we were married, you can have an account with protection. I can have an account with protection. We can have a joint account with protection. And all three of those are treated separately for insurance purposes. And on the SIPC side or FDIC? On both. On both, okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of wiggle room in how you can protect your funds. But yes, even in investment accounts. So if you're you know, trying to squirrel money away somewhere and you don't want it at the bank, you could certainly reach out to your advisor about opening up a brokerage account and keeping funds in a protected cash account there as well. And all of ours have protected cash accounts. So I don't think all providers do. So make sure yours has that if you're going to use that option, though. Yeah, I know that with our clients' deposits, if they are sitting in cash, Mm -hmm. we have a way to basically allocate a certain amount, a certain dollar amount to certain banks, right? Mm -hmm. So within a uh, a brokerage account, we can have, you know, $250,000 at bank ABC, another two hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. at XYZ, right? And even though they're in the same account, Correct. they're technically deposits of separate banks, which allows them to be insured for that full amount. Correct. So there's ways to get around that. If you're wanting to use kind of some different approaches than just your bank account, you don't have to use these cash apps to do that. Um, so we're kind of gotten to our two cents. Um, I would say using an app to send and receive funds can be a great tool, but we talk about tools a lot and how they have to be used the right way and they have to be used for the proper thing. Um, so make sure you're doing that. These apps are not banks. So keep a minimal balance to protect your bottom line. (laughs) And keeping track of your finances is key to financial independence. Mm-hmm. All right, so staying organized uh, is something that you, through this show, you know, we want to help you to uh, to do and to do it efficiently. So as you're, you know, paying people for services and that kind of thing, you know, we would say make sure that you know <laughs> who you're paying first yes, of all, please, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, second of all. Also, just make sure that if you are, you know, using these uh, these accounts, yeah, just use them wisely. Uh, make sure that the uh, your funds, that where you keep the majority of your funds, right, that that is insured and that it's not scattered all over the place. We thank you guys so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. We hope this topic has been helpful to you. I have to say I learned a lot about how these apps work from researching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your research on the one that you're using, too. I would encourage you. Um, join us on our next episode. We're going to be talking about how there's no shame in the financial independence game. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. 
That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.